Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out of Charleston, South Carolina, set to make landfall tomorrow around noon. In our area, school leaders are reacting after a local high school student used racial slurs in a video posted to social media. A new way to try to work out concerns with this local school system. I'm Neil Augenstein. It's 11 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Hundreds of people have been rescued in Florida since Hurricane Ian blew through, and the damage there is catastrophic. CBS's Jason Allen is in hard-hit Fort Myers. The boat's just thrown up onto the shore by Ian. There are trees down everywhere. Residents tell us that they're looking for things like food and water because the storm washed all of their supplies away. It's a little scary. I'm not going to lie. But I just wanted to check and see if my place was still intact uh, to see if we could retrieve any belongings. What appears to be a small shark or fish could be seen swimming in floodwaters in a Fort Myers neighborhood. Ian is expected to make landfall again in South Carolina, but North Carolina is also preparing. Colonel Benjamin Bennett is in Wilmington. We're monitoring storm capacity. Good news is we have a lot of storm capacity available. Governor Roy Cooper. Our state emergency operations center has been activated and staffed with people across state government, nonprofits, and the private sector, making sure that we have the resources to help our communities if they need it. Right now, Ian is a Category 1 hurricane. Trevor Noah made a big announcement tonight. He is leaving The Daily Show. We've laughed together. We've cried together. Um, but after seven years, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's time. The comedian took over the show from Jon Stewart in 2015. He didn't give a final date, but says he plans to do more traveling and get back into stand-up. President Biden has condemned Russian-led referendums in Ukraine, calling this week's votes an absolute sham. Russia's assault on Ukraine in pursuit of Putin's imperial ambitions is a flagrant, a flagrant violation of the UN Charter and the basic principles of sovereignty and territorial integrity. Russia's President Putin issued a decree today claiming four regions. Jenny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, spoke to the January 6th committee today. CBS News anchor Nora O'Donnell has details. The committee wanted to ask the conservative activists about her communications with former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and a lawyer who drafted plans for keeping then-President Trump in office after he lost the election. Thomas said she wanted to clear up any misconceptions. 
A welfare corruption investigation involving a former NFL star is expanding. Brett Favre Foundation, Favre for Hope, which has a stated mission to support disadvantaged children and cancer patients, donated more than $130,000 to the University of Southern Mississippi Athletic Foundation. This happened at the same time Favre asked the state for welfare funds to build a volleyball arena at the school. This information comes from tax records. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. It's 11.03 on Thursday evening, September 29th, 2022. We're at 56, lows mid-50s to upper 40s. Good evening to you. I'm Michelle Bash. We do have an eye on Hurricane Ian. It has regained some strength tonight. It is now up to 80 miles an hour and about 185 miles south of Charleston, South Carolina. This is the update from the National Hurricane Center as of 11 tonight. Now, the National Hurricane Center said the storm spent only a few hours earlier today as a weakened tropical storm over Florida before it spun up into a Category 1 hurricane in the Atlantic. Earlier this evening, Governor Ron DeSantis said there had been 700 confirmed rescues in Florida, with likely more to come. The death toll in that state now at least 14. President Biden says the hurricane may be responsible for substantial loss of life and could end up being the deadliest storm in Florida history. Meantime, storm prep is underway across Virginia as state officials get ready to deal with the remnants of Ian over the weekend. WTOP's Nick Ionelli has the story. We're planning for rainfall projections anywhere from about two to six plus inches. Parts of Virginia could see severe weather, including persistent flooding as Ian moves this way. Rain and tidal flooding expected to last through the weekend and into next week. With the southern, central, and really the eastern portions of our state, kind of that east of Richmond area projected to receive our highest amounts. Lauren Opet with the Virginia Department of Emergency Management. Even with the storm exits, these higher than normal tides could actually continue until Tuesday. Governor Glenn Youngkin declared a state of emergency. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. You can read more about the storm and see photos of the aftermath at WTOP.com. In a video posted to social media, a Frederick County, Maryland high school student was seen spewing hate speech against black people, and school leaders are now responding. The student attends Governor Thomas Johnson High School in Frederick, and WTOP has confirmed he was a JV football player who is no longer on the team. In a letter to parents, Principal Tracy Kibler says the student is facing school discipline as well as criminal charges. Kibler calls the student's speech unacceptable, adding, we are a collective student body that includes cultures and ethnicities from 62 nations around the globe. Our diversity is the fabric of our strength. In a separate message, the superintendent and school board president are urging anyone who sees or experiences discrimination, harassment, or intimidation to report it. Members, meanwhile, of the Frederick County School Board are discussing a proposed policy on racism. The four-page document covers such matters as hiring, training, and data collection, as well as curriculum. It urges board members to engage in candid, action-oriented discussions about race and inequality in the school system. Volunteers on the board's Racial Equity Committee initially wrote the policy, but it's since been reworked by the board's policy committee. A final vote on this policy could happen by the end of the year. The goal is to solve concerns before they turn into problems, so Loudoun County Public Schools 
are trying something different. Loudoun County has hired its first ever ombuds. Carrie Williams is a designated neutral party to help students, parents, and staff navigate and deal with concerns they may have. The first thing she does is really, truly listen. Clarifying and understanding what the concern is, allowing the time and space for them to feel heard, and then coming up with maybe multiple options or pathways. She says it's confidential. She doesn't keep files. The hope is people will reach out to her before escalating their concerns through a more formal complaint. That may be the direction that we go. That may be one of the options that I provide. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, a legal expert breaks down what happened today in the Mar-a-Lago seized documents case. 1107. They were so happy. Who was? I just asked Allison's parents for their blessing to pop the question on Christmas Eve. Well, we better get going. Uh, where? To Dominion Jewelers. You'll get to work with a designer to create a ring unique to your relationship. Really? I told you, Dominion Jewelers is where you design the ring that says you're the only one for me. And this ring was created especially for you. Handcrafted custom designed jewelry. Dominion Jewelers and the heart of Falls Church. We make it beautiful, you make it yours. By appointment only. Become an election judge in Prince George's County. We need registered Republicans and unaffiliated voters to serve in the 2022 gubernatorial general election. Registered voters who are fluent in Spanish are also needed to serve. You'll help voters through the election process, and you'll get paid for all training and election shifts you serve. Call 301-341-7352 today. That's 301-341-7352. Sponsored by the Prince George's County Board of Elections. 1108. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. I will start you off on the Beltway in Maryland. On the outer loop as you approach the interchange for Branch Avenue, uh, they're terming it emergency road work on the bridge deck over Branch Avenue, eventually down the one single lane to the left getting through that work. However, the exits to both northbound and southbound Branch Avenue remain open. They've created a path there, but just be careful approaching. Folks are kind of coming up on that very quickly, uh, so please be careful there as a result. Now, beyond that point, nothing else on the Beltway in Maryland through Montgomery or Prince George's counties. Up in, uh, up in uh, Montgomery County, Randolph Road remains closed each way between Neville Street and Parkland Drive. That due to the crash involving a train uh, earlier today. Again, unclear how long that's going to remain uh, closed. They do have a lot of work to do to get that uh, railroad crossing and everything uh, repaired. So that could affect tomorrow morning's commuters who usually take the MARC train. We will keep you posted on that. Now, if you're traveling elsewhere on the Beltway and headed into Virginia on the outer loop between the American Legion Bridge and Georgetown Pike, two right lanes get you by the work zone. On the inner loop, now setting up between Route 50 Arlington Boulevard and I-66, eventually down to one single lane to the right through the work zone, Keep in mind the ramps will go west on 66 already closed. You're diverted up to Route 7 as a result, 66 westbound. As you approach and pass over the Beltway headed toward Nutley Street, now down to a single left lane through the construction. Rich Hunter, WTB Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Mike Steneford. 
continuing to track Hurricane Ian, making its way toward the South Carolina coast and then moving through South Carolina in towards North Carolina and then our direction with rain by Friday afternoon and evening. The rain gets heavier after sunset. Some heavy rain, actually, in parts of the area on our Friday night, so not the best night at all. Saturday, we'll see some showers. Not a washout Saturday. Uh, take the umbrella with you, but most of the day might be on the drier side. Still a lot of cloud cover. I have only 64. 63 on Sunday. Better chance of rain moving back in. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammer. Right now, 58 at Fort Belvoir, 61 in Foggy Bottom, and the same in Silver Spring. Lows tonight, mid-50s near D.C., upper 40s near the suburbs. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 11-11. A district court judge appointed by former President Donald Trump has overruled the special master in the Mar-a-Lago top-secret documents investigation. District Judge Aileen Cannon today telling Mr. Trump's lawyers they do not have to clarify their accusations that FBI agents may have planted evidence taken from the Florida estate. Special Master Raymond Deary had given the Trump team until October 7th to approve as correct a list of all the items that FBI agents took from Mar-a-Lago. Politico's senior legal affairs reporter Josh Gerstein joined WTOP's Dimitri Sotis on what the latest developments mean. It means that the whole process, this whole special master review that Trump has requested and gotten is going to take longer than it otherwise would have. I mean, we have the judge down in Florida setting a more relaxed timetable and saying that the judge who's acting as the special master who's based up in New York has been sort of too aggressive in what he's projecting they could get done. It also means that Trump doesn't have to say right away if he really wants to back up his claims that the FBI planted evidence or miscategorized things. Now the way the judge has structured this, she'll allow them to make those claims later in the process as opposed to making them up front which is what the new york based judge had suggested so it means this process is going to run more the way trump lawyers have suggested than the way the government and the special master have suggested you have talked about just now judge cannon issuing an order extending the timeline for the outside review do we have a date how long will it last she set a deadline of december 16th we don't know if it will take that much time or maybe they'll ask for an extension a lot of the deadlines she set were for lawyers to file something two or three weeks after somebody else took a certain action so it's hard to say exactly what the firm deadlines are but if you look at this calendar she's laying out when i look at it honestly there's no way that this process is going to be resolved by the end of the year even if the special master completes his work either side if they have any objection to this folks should remember these are just recommendations to the judge who's handling the case and so they can then take those objections up with her and it sounds like if there's going to be a hearing on those types of issues um, it's very unlikely it would take place anytime sooner than January of next year. Is it your understanding that Judge Cannon who again is a Trump appointee and has ruled with him a lot controls the special master a lot of us thought that the special master would be just that a special person who is independent of all this and is kind of looking through the documents and making these decisions i would say the special master is not really independent i mean they're supposed to be independent of the parties in the case but they really function as an assistant to the judge judges are busy and they don't want to get in the time-consuming task we've heard that there was originally talk of maybe 10 or eleven thousand documents the fbi took down there now trump's lawyers are saying there are indications 
that there might be as many as 200,000 pages of documents. I don't know if that's realistic or not, but it's the kind of thing that a sitting district court judge who has a big criminal docket and civil docket might not want to wade into on a daily basis for weeks. And so the idea is to bring in an outside party to assist him or her with that. Of course, the Trump side or the government is free to appeal or try to get an appeals court to overturn it. And the government already basically succeeded in that, getting the 100 or so potentially classified documents completely excluded from this review. That is Politico senior legal affairs reporter Josh Gerstein. And coming up on WTOP, not the kind of news you want to hear from Thursday Night Football. The quarterback for the Dolphins in the hospital tonight after getting hurt in the game. Rob will update us. It's 1114. Everything I know about marijuana, I learned back when me and my friends had mullets. Yeah, I guess I got some catching up to do. And I'm curious about medical marijuana. It's legal in my state, I think. But is it right for me? Ugh. Where can I get reliable, professional answers to my questions? The answer to that question is Veriheal, V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L.com. Medical marijuana can be complicated, even confusing. You want trustworthy answers without jumping through hoops or waiting to see a doctor. I'm a curious guy, but I'm a cautious guy, too. I need trustworthy information, reliable answers to my questions. So Veriheal sounds good. Tell me more. Veriheal.com is your single source for facts about medical marijuana and to pre-qualify online. Private and secure, quick and easy. Get started today with easy financing. V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L. Convenience is why we're here. Trust is why we're number one. Veriheal.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now Rob Woodfork. All right, uh, Thursday night football now. A uh, little uh, over 90 seconds left to go here in the fourth quarter is the Cincinnati Bengals in front of the Miami Dolphins, uh, 27 to 15. But tonight, nobody really cares. And for once, I'm not making fun of Cincinnati by saying that. Uh, uh, Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, quickly becoming a referendum on the NFL's concussion protocols in the second quarter. He uh, went down with uh, head and neck injuries, uh, took a pretty significant hit to the turf on a sack. He is in the hospital, and uh, this happens just four days after he was tested for a concussion in the win over the Bills that prompted the Players Union to request an investigation. So uh, Miami will have a lot to answer for in the wake of this and uh, they're them suffering their first loss of the season, of course, uh, at the very bottom of the list of things that they'll need to atone for. Uh, back home, the Washington Commanders looking likely to go into Dallas quite thin on the offensive line. Wes Schweitzer still sidelined at practice by a concussion. Uh, Charles Leno still limited. Uh, Washington, <laughs> look, the defense probably needs to step up. Uh, just one takeaway uh, this season. That is the lowest in the league. Their minus four turnover ratio, second worst. Uh, that was among the things we discussed in the D.C. Sports Huddle on WTOP.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nationals will uh, host a Friday uh, Friday day-night doubleheader against the Phillies. They uh, move Saturday night's game to a 1 p.m. Friday start due to the remnants of Hurricane Ian expected to hit our area this weekend. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following for you on WTOP. Hurricane Ian became a tropical storm earlier today, and tonight it's back to being a hurricane with sustained winds of 80 miles an hour, and it's about 185 miles south of Charleston, South Carolina. We got that update from the National Hurricane Center at 11 tonight. It is expected to make a second landfall along the South Carolina coast tomorrow. 
Ian destroyed massive swaths of Florida, leading to at least 14 deaths. Congress is moving quickly to avoid a government shutdown. The Senate passed a short-term spending bill this afternoon that would finance federal agencies into mid-December. The legislation also provides money to low-income families for winter heating and money for Ukraine. It now heads to the House. And a Rockville couple now faces federal charges accused of providing confidential military health information to an undercover FBI agent posing as a Russian embassy worker. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Rich Hunter in the traffic center. All right, Michelle, traveling southbound 95 in Virginia, the working place. Uh, as you approach Route 630, Stafford continue down towards Centerport Parkway from mile markers 139 to 138 down to a single left lane to the work zone. As of right now, uh, no word from VDOT Fredericksburg that they're going to do any closures, temporary total closures in the work zone tonight. We will keep you posted. We'll keep an eye on that. 395 North, watch out for the ladies headed north. Edsel Road into the work zone near Duke Street. Single right lane gets you by that work. 66 westbound as you leave the beltway headed out toward Nutley Street. Single left lane to the work zone. Between 123 and Route 50, two left lanes get you by. The exits to both eastbound and westbound 50 are closed by that work. Then between the Fairfax County Parkway and 29 Centerville, single file left past the work zone. Uh, the exit to US 29, exit 52 blocked as part of that work. Haven't gotten any word of any closures uh, from 66 to 28 north or south or on 28 to get to 66. So we will keep an eye on that as well. Eastbound 66 approaching 234 Sudley Road. Single left lane gets you by the work zone. Brief tap of the brakes. Then heavy between 29 Centerville and 28 Centerville where you're down to a single left lane to the work zone. Again, waiting to see if they're going to close the ramp to go north on 28 again as part of that work. Approaching Route 50 and again approaching Nutley Street. Each case single right lane gets you by. Then eastbound inside the Beltway as you approach the exit for Lee Highway Spout Run Parkway. Single file left past the bridge deck work. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Chief Meteorologist, Doug Kammerer. We've got the rain making its way in on our Friday from Hurricane Ian, moving our way, but it will not be a hurricane when it gets here. It's actually just going to be an area of low pressure. We're expecting rain most days, a little bit of wind, but nothing severe. 65 rain Friday night into the day on Saturday. Saturday, just some light rain here and there. Not a washout of a day, but keep the umbrella handy. Better chance of rain on Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. 63 in Annapolis now, 56 in Bowie, and we have 55 in Leesburg. Lows upper 40s in the suburbs, mid-50s near D.C. Weather brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, major changes recommended for a program to remove lead pipes from homes in part of our area. 1121. Hey, ladies, ready to order appetizers? Hmm, I don't think I should. I'm trying to cut back on spending lately. Didn't you download that Upside app I told you about? The one that gets you cash back. Huh? No, I didn't. Is it really worth it? Yes, because of cash back from Upside, I haven't had to cut back. Even with prices getting extremely high lately. Wow. And what do you get cash back on again? You get money back on gas, groceries, and it works at restaurants. Look, I'd get 37% cash back on this meal, including on drinks and apps. All right, I'm sold. You order the apps, I'm buying and getting the cash back on Upside. Oh no, I've created a monster. Download the free Upside app and use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code APPS. For an extra $10 on the free Upside app, remember use promo code APPS. 
for an extra $10 in your first purchase. Don't cut back. Get cash back with the free app from Upside. 1122. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. This is WTOP News. 1123. If you've lived around here a while, you may remember the lead in the water crisis in D.C. back in 2004. It has struggled to get lead out of the city's drinking water for the past quarter century at least. Now we learn D.C. may not be able to meet its goal to replace all lead water service lines by 2030. A new report paid for by the D.C. Council says it can't happen unless there are big changes to the pipe replacement program. To meet the deadline, lawmakers need to pass legislation requiring property, property owners to replace lead service lines and make sure all such replacements are free to residents. Currently, the program is voluntary and many homeowners must pay for at least part of the pipe replacement. And that means thousands of dollars in costs. Hurricane Ian again now spinning in the Atlantic and threatening South Carolina. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said at a press conference this evening in Tallahassee there had been 700 confirmed rescues across the state in the wake of the storm. And he said some of the damage was almost indescribable. Earlier in the day, DeSantis described an ongoing effort to airlift people stranded on Sanibel Island after the storm destroyed the only bridge to the barrier island outside Fort Myers. He said the state would also send additional boats to that area for rescue operations. The storm is still drenching parts of Florida and leaving behind catastrophic flooding. WTOP's Melissa Howell is in central Florida. I'm standing outside here in Orlando about 15 minutes from Disney. We're seeing a lot of flooding, a lot of debris and downed trees. Now residents here have been bracing for the worst and we are still feeling the impact of Tropical Storm Ian. I mean the size and impact of the storm is one of the worst we have seen rip through the state. Millions of residents across the state are without power and it could be weeks before it's restored for some folks. Orlando International Airport about 15 minutes from here is completely shut down. All flood have been canceled. So the sheer magnitude of the damage is still unknown and it'll be some time before crews are really able to assess the level of destruction. In Central Florida, Melissa Howell, WTOP News. It's academic. There is very big news for the world's longest running TV quiz show. It's academic, hosted by WTOP's own Hillary Howard, has a new home at WETA. The Emmy Award-winning show is a Washington institution that's been on air as long as WETA has been broadcasting. They both started in 1961 and are completely committed to local education. This season's first show features students from Herndon High School, Arlington's Washington Liberty, and W.T. Woodson in Fairfax. The air date is October 29th. 
Today's news was announced by WETA President and CEO Sharon Percy Rockefeller and its academic executive producer, Susan Altman. 1125. Money news at 25 and 55. Here's Jeff. Wall Street hit with another sell-off. The Dow lost 458 points Thursday. The Nasdaq fell almost 3%. The D.C. Metro's unemployment rate crept up to 3.6% in August. Bed, Bath & Beyond sales fell another 28% last quarter. It's closing 150 stores. Porsche went public Thursday in one of Europe's largest IPOs, valuing the sports car company as much as its parent company, Volkswagen. Jeff Clable. WTOP News. The Nikkei is down more than one and a half percent. And coming up, another special report from CBS News on Hurricane Ian, which has torn a path of destruction through Florida, now aiming for the Carolinas. 1126. And now the small business buzz packaged by the UPS store. More than 80 percent of consumers 18 to 34 years old now use digital payment apps. That's the largest age group to do so. Small businesses have embraced them. They are quick and secure and a low-cost way for small business owners to get paid. Venmo's Business Profiles app launched last year recently reached 1.5 million businesses. Venmo processed $230 billion in payments last year, growing 44 percent. 